Ding dong, ding dong. Hey, ding dong. dong. Oh man, that um, that chime, it just hits different today. I don't know why. Something about it. Maybe I had my volume up too much, but it was just pounding. The bass is pounding. Everything's rolling. Mm. <clears throat> You're charmed by the chime. That's uh, not unlike most of our listeners, and that's why they're here today joining us on our 311th episode. That's right, man. Wow, 311. Every single episode, we just take a few seconds to reminisce on the journey, but... Man, we are um, we're coming off a great episode last week with a friend of the show, Zach, and um, that leaves this episode as kind of like it's kind of like the calm after the storm, you know, in a way Mm -hmm. it's like it's like the the relapse to Subway (laughs) then compared to like the final uh, the time that sent you overboard. Yeah, dude, there was something climactic about the conversation with Zach Schiffman last week. This, if that was the meat, this is the lettuce. Now you're, you guys are about to get a spinach and green pepper episode, because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what follows meat, baby. That's right. Or you could think of it as like last week we had a double meatball, <laughs> and and this week we're having the six inch veggie sub. You know, just having a little taking a break from everything. Mm-hmm. I, I did eat a six inch veggie sub immediately after that episode. So it's funny you say that both literally and symbolically, this is a six inch episode. That's right. We had to like, we ha- we had to hit subway up after cause we recorded on a Friday afternoon and mm-hmm. yeah, it just felt right. You know, <laughs> just to, mm-hmm. and also to stick to our word of going for six inches instead of footlongs. It, it mm-hmm. was the perfect amount of food. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, dude, we're, we're in our appetizer era for sure. I got at I at Subway I got the the veggie patty as the six inch sandwich. I've never gotten that in the six inch format. And I didn't realize that the patty is just a little longer than the bun. So you get a little <laughs> bit of like overhang. <laughs> also the patty's pretty cubic. So when I asked for it, the sandwich artist looked around at the buckets, like, where the hell is that thing? That <laughs> that that brick of corn and peas. And there was none present on on the on the table, so he had to go in the back, go retrieve a single patty for me. And when mm-hmm. the dude, came, I don't know if you noticed this, Eric, as you were in line behind me, when the dude came out with my patty, he didn't bring it like on a plate or in a bucket. He was just holding it in his hand, <laughs> but he was holding it like you'd hold an iPhone as you're like scrolling through <laughs> a social media app. Like the dude is like swiping on my patty like it was his Tinder matches. Wow. So do you think like he ever gets confused with his phone? Like he'll just slip the veggie patty in his pocket at the end of the day. Like, oh, whoops, wrong, whoops. wrong thing. It's very possible. Like the dimensions <laughs> of these two artifacts are almost the exact same. It's like veggie patty and iPhone 15 Pro exact shape and size. I wouldn't be surprised if you could you could probably put the veggie patty in a phone case and it would fit. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. Um, next time, next time you want to get double veggie patty, don't say double veggie patty. Just say I want to get the Pro Max. <laughs> the Pro Max, dude. Let pro, me see the Pro have, Max patty. I have never even, I can't stomach nor even fathom the idea of going double veggie patty. Like layering two of those guys thick, like you're building the same brick walls of Subway. Ugh, <laughs> ugh, too much. The question is, what are you using as the grout? What are you laying in between those two bricks to uh, keep them together? <laughs> oh, yeah. What sauce was the most sticky? 
<laughs> I would say probably the sweet onion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like makes quite sense. Literally, I, it's the stickiest, most likely. But if you want something thick and goopy that has the same material and texture as grout, then I would probably go with the green goddess. Mm, those are both good answers, Eric. I think I'm going to pick the sweet onion because I think that stickiness is just going to really help just bring those bricks together or like <laughs> any other honey based sauce. Actually, there's probably no honey in sweet onion. That sweetness is probably just refined white sugar, but like honey mustard <laughs> or a barbecue in a pinch might help you out too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're totally right. Wow, dude, that's crazy. So that actually makes it more likely that your patty will be frozen on the inside because there's more wall for it to penetrate through in the toaster. You know what I mean? Like when you stack two of those mm-hmm. frozen pucks, they're going to freeze together pretty soon. So maybe you don't even need sauce. You know what I mean? You just need to thaw it for a little bit longer. Yeah, dude, that's uh, like the walls of an igloo. <laughs> so, <laughs> But the sauce might lube it up, you know? Water is a conductor. So maybe the green goddess sauce or the house sandwich sauce, something that has more viscosity, could bring that heat up and into the middle of the patty, maybe even moisturize it a little bit along the way. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting as well? The guy toasted your patty before putting it in your sandwich. And then mm-hmm. he almost was moving as if he wasn't going to ask you to toast your sandwich as well. And I got worried for you. I had to... I have to clarify with you and you're like, oh, I'm getting it toasted. <laughs> yeah, dude, they just were going in on it, you know, no foreplay, no questions. <laughs> they just jumped right into the toasting. I'm glad that I wanted it toasted. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'd be a mad customer. You know what? They used to do that more often. They used to have a little tray where they would put the meats in the tray, toast it separately, and then add that to the sandwich. Mm-hmm. So even if you got an untoasted sub you still would have like the hot chicken inside. You know what I mean? And some nice warm meats. You you crave the warm meats. <laughs> yeah, dude, of course. You don't want to hit it straight out of the fridge, you know? Mm. I could definitely see why they would abandon that process given that there's a significant time savings if you just keep the, keep the deli meats cold. Mm-hmm. But I like, I like that touch. I would love to actually veggie pa- patty agnostic layer the sauce between every meat you know like imagine your your bmt and the pepperoni slices and then you got like a little bit of i don't know what what kind of sauce you put on there ranch and then a a layer (laughs) of the salami and then the ham with a a little (laughs) cut of mustard in between i Mm -hmm. kind of like it in between i think that's kind of fun that is fun man i think like depending on the meat like the example you gave Maybe not the best, I'll be honest, because of how flat Why not? each of the because of how flat each of the pieces of meat are. But if we're talking about the mountainous chicken, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like there's peaks and valleys and there's places for the sauce to enter the chicken and things like that. I think that's mm. a better move. You know what I mean? Just the mountain oh, yeah. of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> chicken mountain. Do you know mm-hmm. snow capped yeah. chicken mountain? <laughs> I heard this word the other day. It was called kipple. Have you heard of kipple? No, no clue. Okay, well, kipple is like the definition for those little piles of things that just end up in places. You know, objects that (laughs) serve no purpose, but they just end up in a pile like envelopes by your front door or clothes on the Mm. floor or just like a a couple tires on the side of the road. 
That's mm, kibble. Leftover um, holiday wrapping paper. You know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. finds its way into the bottom of the closet. Yeah, totally. So hmm. things that exist in a place without intent being there. And that's kind of how Chicken Mountain is on a on the Subway sandwich. Because it's always wow. like this weird, inor- inorganic looking shape. And uh, it doesn't feel like it's by design. You know, all the other meats are so well positioned with an intent to like create a rhythm. But not, not Chicken mm-hmm. Mountain. That's right. They even have that like weird long spoon that like scoops the chicken in a six inch kind of way yeah i mean so that when they like slap it down it's kind of like when you scoop ice cream it's like already in the perfect dome but when you scoop chicken at subway it's like in a six inch rectangle and you just like plop it down on the bread pretty genius actually it is pretty genius (laughs) they thought of a lot of things dude i don't like the ice cream scoop for the tuna though it yeah the idea of the tuna being a perfect ball also feels a bit unnatural. But then they give it the little yeah. spreadage, you know, the little squish and pull method. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the squish that and pull is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, the chicken mountain is funny. I wonder, like, man, how many patents does Subway own with all of these like <laughs> bespoke utensils? You know, like, okay, obviously the, the ice cream one is pretty universal, but mm-hmm. they have like their own toaster and then like a custom toaster spatula that's big enough to hold like two footlongs on it. Mm-hmm. Like, is are they the creators of that? <laughs> and then like we talked about the, the scooper that's like a perfect shape of a sandwich six inch. Did they design that themselves in house? Yeah, I think they had to. And then for sure they have IP on all this shit, Eric. Because think about it. Like everyone can make a ladle and everyone can make a spatula. But can you make a spatula that's exactly six inches long on the spat part? (laughs) Probably Mm -hmm. not because that's where (laughs) Subway has been able to assert themselves, you know? Take Mm -hmm. everything, inchify it, and now it's Subway. Mm -hmm. The inchification uh... of the kitchenware. (laughs) (laughs) ty if we were to take this a step further i think we need to ditch the comically small bread knife at the end Mm -hmm. and introduce some kind of like chopping block to like cut the sandwich in half because we both know that like that dull little bread knife at the end is not enough to cut in the middle and it's not enough to even like get through the full sandwich without like eight swipes yeah, dude, it's so embarrassing when the sandwich artist is struggling there. What the hell was that? I'm unfortunately I'm dog sitting, Ty. Oh no, that was I. I, I like to apologize to the breadheads for blasting <laughs> their eardrums just now. Thud thud. Ah, that's okay. Nobody takes this podcast seriously. Not even pets. So annoying. <laughs> that's okay, dude. That's okay. What, what the hell were we even just talking about? I don't know, dude. All I know is pets don't belong in a restaurant and they don't belong in the booth either. Yeah, no kidding. I was going to, oh, I really had a good thought that just got literally left me like a ghost. <laughs> dude, my soul left my body like a ghost, so it's all good. Yeah. Ty, let's switch gears. Let's talk about <laughs> some bar activations we both had. I just had one recently where went to this sexy little bar on Fraser Street. It's called, uh, mm. I'll whisper this one. It's called Bar Ama. 
Mm. You've heard of this place? I've heard of it, but it's a new kid on the block, isn't it? Brand spanking new. <laughs> okay. Bay and I decided to make a little rezo or res, as our American friends say, at um, mm-hmm. this place after Valentine's Day dinner. And got to say, it was it was sexy, but that's all it really had going for it. Mm, didn't have the substance backing it. It's all looks, no, no meat. Not a lot of meat. I'll, I'll tell you that much. There was fish, though. <laughs> <laughs> all looks, no fish. Fuck's sakes. Yeah, it was it was a fish only menu, which was strange. It's mm. I guess you could say a raw bar, but raw is a little bit misleading. Where's my tartare, you know? Where's mm-hmm, my carpaccio? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. When it's just like surface level like that, you know? <laughs> it's like this this ain't the cover of Gentleman's Quarterly. These we we need some substance behind the, the these beautiful looks, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There was one really striking moment though that is sticking with me and that is when we sat down immediately the waitress came by and poured us complimentary kombucha house made oh interesting <laughs> interesting i couldn't stop laughing Ty. this was so funny to me for some reason because it was poured into a wine glass and it was like what? bright orange and i was like before i sat down i, w- I was looking around i was like wow everyone's drinking the same orange wine <laughs> like i really <laughs> want to order that like it looks good if everyone's drinking it mm-hmm. and then i sit down and she pours it out of like a tall skinny glass bottle with one of those like metal spouts and it looked almost mm. exactly like the joe forte's lobster oil <laughs> oh dude yeah they're hitting you with the house olive oil yeah dude Psych, they're like some oleo food and it, and it pours so slowly because it's coming out of that metal spout. And it just like mm-hmm. took so long to fill up my wine glass. Like, wow, this is truly a <laughs> drinks and a show. I feel like, why why is this carbonated? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really interesting. Like, I almost wanted to ask for more. I was like, can I have some more booch? This shit is awesome. <laughs> Don't have to spend any money here. Wow. Honestly, this is a pretty creative use case for kombucha because it doesn't really have a place on the menu otherwise no one's really ordering it it's kind of a joke drink but people crave something free at the beginning of a meal but bread will ruin their appetite so the kombucha wets the palate satisfies the need to be treated and also positions you as somewhat artisanal Mm-hmm. absolutely and sipping anything out of a wine glass is nice too oh yeah dude i would drink literal like mud out of a wine glass if <laughs> if, if it had a, like a nice red t- t- tint. <laughs> <laughs> Soil from the Balkans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Interesting. Yeah, so interesting. This, yeah, this ginger kombucha tie, I think it was designed to play well with the raw bar menu. So like, I don't know if you get ginger with the sushi rolls there, but I can imagine the kombucha being like a liquid kind of like palate cleanser in between rolls. Mm, so this is like the West Coast take on serving green tea with your sushi. <laughs> yeah, or literally the pile of ginger that comes with it. Interesting. So do they top you up? Do you get topped up, Brody? <laughs> no top up for the Brody. Unfortunately, my wine glass was real dry after a while. So mm. I was forced to order some sparkling. Um, but I'm sure if I inquired, I, I'm sure they would fill me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. because... That, that's a, that's quite something. So did you find that like 
you wanted to pair it with what you ordered or did you find that it was more of just the opening act in the end i think it was just the opening act i think it was a nice surprise and delight moment especially for like first time visitors but i'm not sure um if they do it every time or if there's a rotating flavor Ooh. you know what i mean like that could be something to look forward to like if i'm gonna go in and discover <laughs> what kind of flavor is on top that'd be kind of nice like i'm picturing them pouring like a ice blue gatorade type of flavor one night <laughs> <laughs> oh dude yeah they hit you with the pample mousse or whatever <laughs> it is the code red the blue raspberry <laughs> it reminds me i saw this instagram reel the other day and you're probably going to see it in your feed now that i mentioned it of a guy that was trying to make a uh, mountain dew into wine he's oh like God. fermenting it in his garage or something <laughs> and he's making a whole series following the trials and tribulations of turning the dew into vino and i think mm-hmm. it's gonna work hmm. yeah i would like to try that that would probably give you some kind of brain aneurysm but probably worth trying you know what i mean it's got a unique profile <laughs> what mm-hmm. notes do you think is present in that <laughs> <laughs> well there'd be notes of green and <laughs> yeah no- notes of uh sperm killing as well <laughs> Shit. Do you remember that mountain dew controversy yeah mountain dew's had a bad rep honestly it's kind of the most ambiguous of beverages because it kills sperm. Mm-hmm. I, no one can really tell you what it tastes like. I dare you ask anybody. What are the flavor notes of the dew? I don't. I don't. I couldn't tell you. Lemon. <laughs> that's is all I can really give you. But but imagine if they just uh, poured you up a glass of that prime when you sat down. You know what I mean? Like you oh, sit dude. down, you got the Logan Paul fucking watermelon strawberry <laughs> prime just to get you activated for the night <laughs> the one with caffeine from the and can. electrolytes <laughs> yeah dude just straight from the can they give you a little sniff before you they pour it to make sure it's fresh mm-hmm. give the prime a sniff and then say lovely pour lovely. me out <laughs> swirling that prime in the glass too what i think what you've uncovered though with this whole kombucha fiasco is that there's a huge opportunity for restaurants here to tap into this moment make it a brand touch point for your restaurant it doesn't have to be still or sparkling it can be literally anything that's low phys- viscosity hey do you want to try our house ketchup before you jump into the meal <laughs> like <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah absolutely the house ketchup you get a complimentary it's like the same as like a bar nut you know what i mean give me a complimentary mm-hmm. four or five fries with mm-hmm. a little dollop of house made curried ketchup and yeah. before you know it, I'm ordering the burger. <laughs> Insatiable. Dude, like with fluid, it's so cheap though. Like it, it does, you don't have to do much. Like I, I get so worked up if they're like, they hit me with the cucumber water at the function, you know, a mm-hmm. little bit of lemon in the water. Just like absolutely Dude. riveting. Mm-hmm. Dude, it is a memorable, it's a memorable moment. And every restaurant should be doing this. Every single one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're not offering a your take on the opening the opening sip we'll call mm-hmm. it the opening sip it's, it's kind of like the first time you walk into a building or the first time you speak with someone you're going to judge a book by its cover and if i like that opening sip then maybe i'll be hitting the like more expensive end of your wine program later in the evening absolutely but there's a functionality there too like if I can 
stimulate the senses a little bit, you know, get ready for the heavy meal that's to come. You know what I mean? Just get my palate ready. And maybe if you can give me a hit of caffeine, I'll, I won't get tired and want to go home. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll be up. I'll be wired. I'll be ready to order mm-hmm. third, fourth course, dessert even. And yes, um, yes. If I can get some electrolytes in there too, then, and I feel less shitty than morning after, I'll be like, wow, that place serves some really high quality food and wine. I'm, I don't feel bad at all. Right. I see what you're saying. So that's why the ideal preemie is prime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Liquid preemie. <laughs> Liquid preemie. <laughs> That's funny as hell. Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. It makes a lot of sense, though. Drink Eric. It makes a lot of sense. That's good stuff. Don, you know what I'd like gotta, to do at gotta, Subway? Make that happen. I think so too. <laughs> what do I want to open a restaurant Subway? so bad. <laughs> okay. I think that you should be able to just grab a cup when you come in, hit the soda machine, and then sip away while you're in line. It's so <laughs> annoying when you have to wait to pay to get that bevy in hand. Like when you walk into a restaurant, mm-hmm. they're 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 watering you like a little plant immediately mm-hmm. before you've even thought about food. <laughs> why why do I'm I so have thirsty. to be like so hungry and so thirsty before I get mm-hmm. that first sip? Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. Oh, dude. It's the exact same thing when you uh go to a party. You know what I mean? When I every time I have someone come over, the first very first question is, what are you drinking? You know what I mean? Beer or mm-hmm. wine, something different, something harder. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm, the first question mm-hmm. that has to be asked. And why at Subway am I being asked with what bread? <laughs> yeah, it's so backwards. What bread is like, that's mm-hmm. third question minimum. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you walk into Subway and the first thing they ask is, what are you drinking? <laughs> that's pretty amazing. I would Damn, be like, I, yo, give me the Mountain Dew, baby. And then. Before I know it, I've already signed up for a combo. <laughs> it would probably increase combo purchases because you're already yeah. one drink in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Shit. What a breakthrough. Totally. Also, at this place, we ordered some sushi and it never showed up. <laughs> Don't you hate when that happens? Oh, man. Just Ran like, away in the s- night, hey? Yeah, I think we waited for a good 30 minutes before we flagged the waitress down and canceled it but yeah not a good look for a new restaurant no kidding so if the if dining and dashing is what happens on the patron side what do we call it when it happens on the kitchen side Hmm. cook it and book it (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one (sighs) set it and forget it yeah if you do it at Subway, if you if you get halfway through your sandwich and just walk out, we call that toast it and ghost it. That's that's devious as hell. Getting to the toaster mm-hmm. stage and then being like, hang on, I forgot my wallet in my car. And then just driving off. <laughs> Damn. Like, Dude, Dude that's, he's in that's my your, car. <laughs> <laughs> that's your moment to make the getaway, I'm telling you. Because that's the only <sighs> minute in the entire process that that sandwich artist turns their back on you. So you gotta. that's your moment to strike. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't even know if they'd be, they'd be mad at you because what's the downside? Like you've left and there is a beautifully hot piping sandwich in the toaster. <laughs> it's like perfect scenario for the sandwich artist to get a free lunch. That's true. Unless they have a terrible choice in meat and bread selection. Like what if what if the sandwich in question is multi-grain, no cheese, and 
I don't know the uh, what's a shit sandwich, the seafood <laughs> medley. <laughs> yeah, like triple guac. <laughs> yeah, just guac only, <laughs> mush on mush. Guac, onions, and marinara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sheesh! That's a uh, you came up with that quick. It's nasty. Maybe I should, maybe I should mention I had a chicken teriyaki on Friday and. That was good, man. It was like a nice switch up from the usual BMT. And I even doubled up on the sweet onion. You know mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure it comes stock with sweet onion. <laughs> but I said, let me get some more of that. And then kept it to one sauce. Dude, I also asked for extra sweet onion sauce. And they did a really nice clean back and forth. The first mm. pass, right? They, I, they, I said, sweet onion sauce, please back and forth and i said could i get extra sweet onion sauce and then they just centered the bottle in the very middle of the sandwich and just squirted a big blob right into the middle and then removed the bottle from the area so i got this really weird like (laughs) like just like a meteor comet hole in the middle of my sandwich just covered in sweet onion absolutely oozing oh no why did he dry dry uh draw a pentagram on my sandwich? <laughs> yeah, what a cursed meal, quite literally. <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry to hear that because that middle bite is gonna be a wet one. Mm-hmm. Most people feel like they need to exercise after a sandwich. <laughs> I feel like I need an exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say shower. <laughs> and a shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, that was a good sandwich. I'm I'm fully in on the six inch twenty twenty four. Six twenty twenty four. Maybe that's like a day of the year that we can celebrate. <laughs> six twelve June twenty fourth. Like, or June twelfth, twenty twenty four. June twelfth, twenty twenty four. That's cool. If we do it on June twenty fourth, that's halfway to Christmas and that's kind of special. Yeah, totally. Let's, but oh, I, think I guess we, it's already taken. When did our podcast well, when was our pod born? <laughs> mm, I'm pretty sure it was like in June or something. <laughs> this podcast has two deadbeat dads. Can't even remember their son's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, yeah, son. See. I'll get you next year. I promise. Yeah. Maybe, we'll make sure maybe to not. Get there. Yeah. Well, I don't know, dude. I, th- I think we're, we're pushing three or four. Oh, I don't even know if we're three or four years old. Time has no meaning anymore. Yeah. Well, Crooked Zencaster only says three years ago. Mm, so it is what it is. They're, they're rounding. <laughs> they're rounding, I'm, yeah. <laughs> rounding a full six months is unfair. No kidding. I, I feel like that's not even... should That should not be allowed unless we're talking about something that happened in like a hundred years ago. <laughs> then then it's okay. You can round even more if you round it a decade. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't need to know that Subway was founded in September of 1986. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we yeah, only care about Subway was <laughs> Yeah, I can't even remember when my podcast was founded. Let alone <laughs> Subway just told me it was like <laughs> what century it was founded in at this point. That's true. Some were born last century. Some were born last year, like this bar. Others were born three years ago, like this pod. We're yeah. really middle of the road. <laughs> All these oh, new dudes. guys can't keep up. Yeah, you can't. We're we're a heritage brand now, like Hermes. That's right. Or 
American Eagle. Mm-hmm. We're as classic as a veggie delight. Yeah, dude, that shit's been around since before they invented meat. <laughs> it goes before way Subway had a way of preserving the meat for a week. They had to mm-hmm. only do the uh, veggie delight, unfortunately, for me. Well, <laughs> fortunately for some of us. Eric, I, earlier I mentioned an exorcism as a pun, but I didn't realize it's actually the perfect segue into a cocktail activation that I had this weekend. We heard about your kombucha fiasco, mm-hmm. but uh, I went to a cocktail bar that also just opened in Vancouver, and it was kind of a speakeasy, and the theme was a pet psychic. Did you hear that right? A pet psychic. <sighs> Where's that pet psychic at now? Because we're having some trouble in the booth. <laughs> yeah, dude, they couldn't have predicted the barking earlier. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you've, what is it called? When a demon, oh, you've you've possessed the pod with that, <laughs> with that energy, unfortunately. I don't mm. actually have a dog here. This, these are phantom barks. <laughs> oh, no, I'm being followed by demons. Dude, I don't even know what, like, a, what you would say to a pet psychic i was kind of sweating walking up to the front door because i figured there'd be some sort of secret code to get in and i wasn't sure if i'd have to say like oh i need to perform an exorcism on my parrot or like i need to rid my doggy of demons i don't really know what the line was gonna be but it turns out there was no line it's not really a speakeasy it's just a a theme assigned to a bar Mm. oh okay so you just walked straight in Mm-hmm. it's like when you walk in a subway and you're like what am i supposed to do here and then they're like what bread and then you're like, oh, i don't okay. know the secret clue <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what to say yeah yeah what's the password <laughs> what yeah, bread subways um, subway is easier to get served at than this place simply because it has no password or subway's harder too i see mm. i have a bone to pick with speakeasies in 2024 ty i think those are so out for this year and I'm happy to hear that this place is not a real speakeasy because, well, I guess it is. Well, define speakeasy, right? Like, there's no prohibition anymore. So what is a speakeasy? It just doesn't appear to be a bar. <laughs> I think so. I think the idea is that you want to try to hide from normal people. That's, that's the <laughs> yeah, you, only that's want, the you only want the cocktail nerds in there. Yeah, but I, the ideal speakeasy actually doesn't even attract cocktail nerds. It's just, it's discreet. And it's hidden from, it's inaccessible to people who don't know what they're looking for. Like, I think this is why you and I like Kiss and Tanto so much. Because it's kind of hidden upstairs. It's discreet. It's got only people who know, know, and people who have taste know, you know. It's kind of one of, like, I think that's the ideal speakeasy setup too. It has nothing to do with even cocktails. It's just about people that want good atmosphere and don't want to be surrounded by narcs. (laughs) Right. You don't want the random walk-in to be like what's going on here you know and like asking 10 questions about the menu mm-hmm, exactly so the ideal speakeasy is just a normal restaurant in a very derelict area of town <laughs> wait so if it's in a derelict area of town that's not a speakeasy it's just a restaurant that's the ideal modern speakeasy because it should det- like its location alone should detract any normal person with below average taste from walking in the front door. Right. Okay. When it's out of the way, you have to know your shit before you go. Mm -hmm. Got it. Do your own research. So it's more of a hiding in plain sight kind of thing. Perhaps. Depends on how plain the environment is. Right. 
So it's kind of like Osama bin Laden hiding in the middle of a village instead of like in the cave somewhere. That's like the I- the ideal <laughs> restaurant location would be Osama's lair in the bunker. <laughs> Dude, all speakeasy designers are like, we need to, <laughs> they have the picture of the cave on the mood board. They're like, we need it to be as hard to find as this. <laughs> this is the the peak of the mountain for like hard to find locations yeah if you're gonna get in here you need a specially trained dog to sniff us out exactly wow just look at the google satellite view bro (laughs) it's there (laughs) yeah dude they just they have a pin on the map their address (laughs) is on their instagram page (laughs) yeah it's got four and a half stars on on yelp (laughs) osama's hiding space (laughs) Eric, Eric's the mayor on Foursquare of it. Yeah, anyways, my bone to pick with Speakeasy's tie. Why are you hiding? <laughs> Why are you gay? <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah. Why are you hiding? You know what I mean? Like, I don't... I don't really get it, man. And especially the ones... Okay, okay. I guess hiding makes sense. I'll, I'll give you that. But the whole password thing or like needing to like ask nicely to like get in. You know what I mean? It's just... Maybe I'm just triggered from like the days we used to go clubbing and you like wouldn't get in because there's too many dudes there already. You know what I mean? So you're kind of out of mm-hmm. luck. This has the same kind of vibe to me. It's like I need to order the number seven or something to for them to open the secret door. I'm good, chief. Totally. Like, I, I mean, I would rather pay. I No, that's not true. I would rather like walk into a convenience store and say something like is there any messages for samuel and then walk through a refrigerator door to get into the club <laughs> than to have to give like some burly ass dude 30 dollars cash so i can skip the line <laughs> call me old school type but i kind of want to give the guy 30 dollars. <laughs> like you want to pay to play rather, i would rather pay to play i'd rather pay to not play actually <laughs> mm, fair you know enough can i just like you know, shake your hand with a nice crisp 20. I'm sure the price has gone up since then, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, just walt- waltz me past the line at that point. Like, why am I, why are we playing games here? Mm, I see. Well, I like the games. I don't want to get that. That money's just going to go into his slush fund. You know, that's money's not supporting any business. <laughs> it's not good for the economic <laughs> engine. <laughs> yeah, what I, I don't know. I think... on? It's like make sure you buy food with this. Don't buy drugs. <laughs> like when you give it to a homeless person. Damn. Way to yeah. That's a good funny way to like just take the bouncer down a notch when you are uh, peeing yeah. your way in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or it's like offer him McDonald's instead. It's like listen, I won't give you cash, but I'll give you this happy meal. <laughs> Shit, that funny bit in there somewhere. That's really good. Yeah, dude. Just people. <laughs> yeah, just scum of the earth. <laughs> Dude, I am not. I'm not giving the bouncers any more money. They they've taken too much of of my livelihood. I'm I'm down for secret passwords, riddles, clues, and magic tokens in order to get into spaces from here forward. It's it's just think of it as like real life NFTs. You made it somehow even more <laughs> hateful for me. But that's fair. I'm, I'm starting to see your point though, because once you give the bouncer fifty, and then you like go to the, get your stamp it's like another 50 and you had to pay like five to check your coat and mm-hmm. you're down 100 bucks and you haven't even had a sip of vodka red bull yet yeah dude you haven't even seen that first sip yet and don't forget yeah. don't forget i don't about even know what song they're on. playing upstairs yet yeah hundred dollars just to hear the first track 
risky business. <laughs> Just to tune in. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know where 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 speakeasy, speakeasies will go, but the more proliferation we have of them, the less interesting they will be for everybody. So I think this is a challenge to our bartending industry to think about how they can continuously one-up each other as far as making bars difficult to find and more exciting to access. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm remembering there's um there's a new bar in New York. We should have asked our guest this last week, but um it's literally an invite-only bar. And I'm thinking like I was gonna initially say, is So House the modern speakeasy? But you can just pay to get in, right? It's no longer mm-hmm. a speakeasy at that point. But this place, if it's invite only, are we and you're not really supposed to tell others about it? Is that kind of the contemporary way to drink in peace? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You? It's like the aloe gym of bars. You gotta <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the aloe gym. I need to <laughs> I got to get my cloud up so I can get invited to the aloe gym. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know, dude. That must be it, you know? You're, you're, so we're kind of re- returning to a simpler time when you had to be a member to get into the club, you know? The, your, your classic old school club has a membership program. Invite only. Mm-hmm. You can bring one guest. Yeah, if they're well behaved. Mm-hmm. All right, King. This has been a lot to digest this episode i think it's best if we uh let our listeners off the leash back into the dog park what did Tito what touchdown say? say on that song he's like no leash inside <laughs> yeah something about that he the the previous line was like uh what if you no it was about dogs it was about dogs i don't remember the line eric can you google it <laughs> it's the it's the song with drake let me let me let me see. That makes sense. Classic, it's, it's... classic guided dog reference to dog whistling. <laughs> Anyways, doesn't matter. Thanks for listening, guys. Think fresh, everybody. Ciao. Ciao.